Think about it. Everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on Uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white red land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? Are you out there? Are you listening? Much love, fam. Much love. Good to see you guys all out there today. Thanks for joining us here today on Uncensored. Abe, it is Brothers Uncensored with special guest. I'm really looking forward to bringing you guys uh, uh, kind of expanding the guest profile from here. And maybe Matt might have a ability to help me with that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out going forward. No promises, obviously. There's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a busy world in the podcast world. Not easy to get... Uh, to get great guests on, as you guys know, but we're going to keep working on that every day. So on that realm, we got a special guest here for you guys today. But first, check out foxhole.app, thefoxhole.app. We're live on there right now. As you can see, there's my mug and there's our chat. So check it out. Uh, awesome platform and is just made for truth seekers like you guys who uh, uh, most of us have been censored in some way. And uh, you're looking for ways to still get that information uh, to open, expand your perspective and understand what's really going on in the world. So we appreciate you guys being here. Check out the foxhole.app when you guys get time. At the very top, support us. Buy those guys a cup of coffee, please. Those guys are working their asses off trying to get a platform for us. Uh, they believe in free speech. They believe in the allowing discord between uh, different perspectives and people like that are what we need on our side. Special thanks to those guys for all the work they do with the foxhole.app. Also, the website is launched and good to go, man. I've been working on it nonstop. I want it to be kind of a, from me, a, a personal platform where you guys can kind of see, you know, kind of like a MySpace style thing, but better because it's my website. Yeah, that's it. Uh, anyways, you can find the new podcast up there, which thanks to our special guest today, I had motivation to get, just get it started. I've been talking about it for a year, finally got it done, so there's that. Also, the links to the different shows from the from the week and special guests, such as Michael Johns, uh, our, my brother from another mother, uh, Robert Patrick Lewis from First Amendment Praetorian, my side project what that I do for uh, security for those guys, for uh, event speakers. Also, our Tuesday guest, uh, Mark Bikita and Michael Johns, Tea Party greats, uh, and uh, Mark Bikita obviously running for Senate now for Portman Spot. Good to have him on the channel. Previous interviews with Joseph Flynn as well as the live events. You can find those all here on uh, the website, uncensoredabe.com, <clears throat> as well as where you can find us now. I, I, we're back up on YouTube today. My one-week suspension for talking too much truth uh, has been lifted for now. Um, and But we're, we're probably just going to do special events and live events on YouTube going forward. So here's where you can check us out all every day though. The foxhole.app, as we just talked about, Podbean podcast launched now. Uh, we're on episode uh, five or so on that front. D live as well as cloud hub, tiger network, um, all the great different platforms where you can find us as well. And we're going to be expanding those as we get help from you guys. The blog is up. I update that every day. Just hit this little pull down menu and go to new hot news 
and that is the sh- the, ma- the main show topics from the day. You can find those in the blog. Uh, yesterday's discussion about Gina Carano was a rather interesting one, if you missed that, as well as the the news from General Flynn, the People's General. Finally, uh, how you can keep the lights on over here. Uh, just scroll down a little bit more. Uh, right, by, right by our sponsors, Patreon, PayPal, Cash App. I also have a P.O. Box if you prefer. If you join Patreon, all I need is you to buy me a cup of coffee once a month. Help me out. I'm a coffee guy. I need it. And uh, you guys can help me with that. And you can help me pay some of the bills to pay for all this crap that I keep spending money on that I don't have. Uh, but nonetheless, I could really use your help. So if you want to help me with my monthly expenses, drop in on a Patreon. That gets you linked to our to our private Discord where you can get exclusive show content as well as interact with us whenever you want. If you can see, want to see what I'm cooking that day, hey, check out the private Discord. If you want to see what somebody else is cooking or what Joe is doing at 2 o'clock in the morning when it's snowing like crazy outside, hey, check out the private Discord. That's what it's for. You can interact with the show host as well as get exclusive content. There's the business from the day. Also, I wanted to let uh, everyone know, special thanks out to CloudHub uh, for those guys. Jeff over at CloudHub reaching out to us and getting us back on air after IBM uh, censored a bunch of us. Uh, th- special thank you to CloudHub. I really appreciate uh, platforms like that that go out of their way to help us, um, you know, help us push the truth. And that's really what we're trying to do here. We're not always right. We're not always uh, 100% on the, on, on the, the, you know, over the, over the target, so to speak. But most of the time we are. And that's why we get censored so much. With that, I want to welcome in my special guest as well as my co-host. Appreciate you guys very much. Uh, as you can see on the show banner here that's up on the screen now, Matt P- Pavetto is the executive producer of the Jackin' Around podcast. It's a, it's a fairly new podcast. It's been launched for about a month now. Uh, Jack Ingram, for those of you that are are more familiar with with uh, country music than I, I, I mean, the closest thing I get to country music is is uh, Texas metal, and I, and I think you know what that means. So uh, <laughs> that's about that's about my level of knowledge of country music. But those of you who know about Jack Ingram know he's a big time player in the country music world. He has a lot of great contacts, and the new podcast is pretty cool. It's basically a a, a frank discussion between him and his guest, which is what we try to do here. We try to just bring you what people want to say about whatever's happening in the world that day uncensored and not allow uh, the left to decide what we can and can't say about a certain topic. And with that, here is our special guest, Average Joe Patriot in the house, along with Matt Pavetto. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for being here with us today. Awesome. Glad to be here, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking with Matt. I see everybody out there in the chats and D live and out in Foxhole. Just wanted to say hello to everybody out there. Uh, looking forward to the show today, man. Obviously, like you said, we got tons of stuff going on. I see people that uh, are coming over right now, actually, and said they've had an abusive relationship with YouTube. So they're done. Uh, so they're over here on Fox. Well, glad to see you. Uh, that's what we're looking forward to is trying to convert uh, all of our uh, all of our viewers from YouTube over to all these other platforms. That's why we're doing this and expanding as much as possible. But uh, anyways, enough about me. I am looking forward to talking to Matt. Matt, how are you today, brother? I'm doing fantastic. I'm warm. It's warming up here in Texas. I was wondering. I, I was wondering uh, how how you were doing. You got power in your in your warm there. Are you running off a generator? Or what's going on there, brother? No, I had a. Um, well, that's. I'll save this story for later. But didn't have any generators. But I know this one wonderful guy that was my old neighbor before my house burned down this summer, who's come over and make sure he's taking him and her has taken care of me and my wife. God bless their hearts. 
That's the truth of America, and that's uh, that's what we see, you know, really, and the re- reality of America. The, the mainstream media likes to try to turn that into something very different. Uh, we know the truth. We know the truth about people. Uh, the, politics doesn't doesn't affect their everyday lives to the to the point where it does. Uh, people in the bubble of D.C. Here's the podcast, Jacking Around Podcast. Check it out, jackingaroundpodcast.com. Here's the link to it. Again, Matt's the executive producer of this. And, um, you know, I, I have an idea of what that's like. I'll just put it that way. Uh, it's not easy to, uh, to get all this stuff going, especially with all the, um, uh, nuances of uh podcast and, you know, audio and the rest. Uh, so I get it. It's cool to have someone who, uh, who, uh, also has the fun with that. Also the, uh, YouTube page. Here's that for you guys that might want to check this out. I'm, I'm assuming many of you out there, uh, who are, we have a big, pretty big audience down in Texas and down in the South in general, um, really that, that, uh, that loves country music. Those of you that are, that are aware of, uh, Jack Ingram, uh, you guys know what's up, man. So that's cool. So here's the links there in the chat, jackingaroundpodcast.com, and you can find all the links as well as the ones to the YouTube there as well. The YouTube has a pretty cool opener for those of you that, that, that want to are a little more curious about the show. Here's a quick intro, the intro video uh, that's on the web page, on the uh, YouTube page. It's 55 seconds, but check this out. This will give you guys an idea of uh, of the show and what their what their purpose is for those of you that aren't familiar with it. Stories bring lessons, laughter, unforgettable experiences, and memories that far outlive the storytellers themselves. This is the Jack and Around podcast, hosted by the two-time Academy of Country Music Award winner and master storyteller, Jack Ingram. In these open dialogue podcasts, Jack digs into the personal stories of a wide variety of special guests, including your favorite music, sports, and entertainment personalities. Keep in mind the stories shared by Jack and his guests are deeply personal, sometimes hysterical, mostly unbelievable, and they may come off to some as deeply disturbing and include foul language. You've been warned. Pretty cool little opener there, right? These guys know what they're doing. I, I mean, you know, you guys know me. We we work very hard to try to, to try to compete with guys like these. <laughs> it isn't easy. They make it tough on us. Matt, welcome to the show, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How you got involved with the show? You know, from from the time you left uh, high school to to your path here. I don't want to hear your whole life story. That's 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 for another day. But in general, man, what got you from you know leaving leaving high school into college and and now working with uh, guys like uh, you know uh, Jack Ingram? That's pretty impressive, man. Hey, what one sec, Abe? Just real quick, uh, Matt. Can you make sure you turn up your vo- your your, your uh, volume just a hair? I'm hearing some of the people in chat saying you're a little low, so I just want to make sure that everyone's able to hear you, brother. You got me. Is that fine? Is that better? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, that's pretty good, go. man. Now, All now, right. Joe, you're a little low, but go ahead. You're good to go, Matt. What what got you from uh, point A to uh, you know to you know leaving high school to working with with Jack Ingram? Well, I, uh, gosh, um, I took <clears throat> six and a half years to get through Texas A&M. At my time at A&M, I, was a, I got into the music business, started working with a bunch of country music artists. Graduated from A&M. I was in the TV business, too, throughout the 90s. So I was working part-time in the TV and booking bands. And then in the 2000s, I had a big roster of artists from Eli Young Band to um, Randy Rogers band, Roger Crager to, um, you can, you name them all the way down here in Texas. We have this little tech, what they call red dirt, Texas music. 
I worked with Jack Ingram there. I was working with Bruce Robinson, who wrote a bunch of hits for George Strait. But needless to say, it was fun. And then I owned a bar for five years, promoted a bunch of music festivals there for 2004 to 2012. And then I got out of the music business because it was a beating. It was a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. Um, enjoyed it, but it was time to move on. Sold the bar, got out of the music, got out of the music business, and went to work for the WWE. I'll tell you my Vince McMahon, Donald Trump conspiracy theory here. In a nice. Second. Yeah, um, well, yeah. I'd like to hear. We'll, we'll have to transition to that later. But yeah, that's you know WWE at a time when when I grew up was was huge. I mean, you know, we're talking back in the late '80s, early '90s. Um, you know, back in the Hulk Hogan era and things like that. But it, since then, it's come to a whole nother level. I mean, it's a it's a massive arena and a massive fan base. That's, you know, what kind of work did you do for, for WWE? Uh, I was a promoter for them for all the arena shows in the Southeast. It was incredible. Wow. It was a, what an amazing experience. It was um, Vincent McMahon would probably is like working for probably Donald Trump. Head down, ass up. Uh, no excuses and get it done. Um, it was amazing. It was awesome. It was awesome. Our, our job was to put kids uh, smiles on kids' faces every day. So Vince said. So he were, he grew up as a promoter. So his dad had the company, and when he took over the company, he took over as a promoter. So he was really close to the department. But uh, yeah, man, he was all about work. They're going to bury him underneath the ring when it's time for him to go. So went and so stay at the WWE, and then got into the ticketing industry. And I've uh, been working in the ticketing industry, giving, we, we provide services, hardware and software to venues and events throughout the country. And more, most recently, about last March, I talked, Jack has been a friend of mine since the 90s. And Jack had a number one hit radio back in 2007. He just recently had a number one hit, uh, got cut by, uh, he wrote with Miranda Lambert and John Randall back in 2018, 10 Man. So he's had a lot of, songwriting success recently um and it's been you know really successful over the years with that being said i had to talk with him in april say hey man let's because jack's a big storyteller and obviously he's a big songwriter so um i said hey man let's do this podcast i didn't think he would hang on to it and he said yeah man let's do it this is like in march and april and all everything was canceled all my live music venues that we provide ticketing for canceled this was back in March, April. All of his dates canceled. Nobody Damn. knew. It was yeah, that happen. becomes a problem. I didn't think about that. How how the how COVID affected the music industry. I oh. mean, I, I'm a huge. I love going to live events. Every chance I get, I go, and it's it's kind of a part of me that's a, a piece that's missing, almost like a cousin or something that you haven't seen in a while. Uh, so I can imagine that puts you guys into kind of a tailspin of okay, now what do we do? Oh, you can't imagine. Yeah, it, so everything. It was, it was March 11th. I was at uh, Chris Stapleton, uh, Chris Stapleton show down in Corpus Christi, and that's when I came home that next Friday. I mean, because we took a bunch of live music venues throughout the country. I have all my accounts here. There are a lot of here in Texas and Oklahoma. And I got home that morning. Chris Stapleton, I never forget looking at my buddy Casey, and I said, dude, how many people in this building right now have this virus? And we looked at each other and I said, I think this might be the beginning of the end for this year. Came home the next day and that's when the rodeo canceled. And I was like, oh shit, this has gone to a different level. So <clears throat> with that said, um, I was talking to Jack and then we got, and so come June, we, 
a Waylon Payne. Waylon Payne was our first guest. We did that in June. Now that we didn't launch the podcast until January one. So uh, we did Waylon. Waylon's dad is uh, is Jody Payne, who played Willie played guitar for Willie Nelson for thirty five years, and his mother is uh, Sammy Smith, who. Had, he, she was the original outlaw country music singer back in the early 70s. Had a Grammy, um, helped me make it through the night that Christofferson wrote. And uh, it's a fascinating podcast because let's put it this way. He went, I'll just sum it up. He went to school to be uh, a Baptist preacher. And I'm quoting him in the podcast. He got fair, he had, he got busted having an affair with a monk. And he had to, they got kicked out. <laughs> Fast forward 30 years later. He's probably one of the most talented songwriters, best singer you can find. And he's fantastic. And he's a great guy. He's, he's a mess, but aren't we all? And so we've had him, Wade Bowen, and we're right now going to release Tough Hedeman Part 2 tomorrow. Tough Hedeman's the big pro, pro rodeo, uh, four-time champion, bull rider, Hall of Fame, famer. He, eight seconds, Lane Frost's best friend. And so we're doing part two tomorrow. Yeah. So those of you guys that are familiar that with that movie, eight seconds, it, it kind of, I, I, I want to say it's become, uh, you know, kind of the, for those of you that are, that are down in the areas where you see, um, you know, bull riding and the things like that, it's become kind of the, the, the reality of what it's like. I mean, it, it, I don't think a lot of us really realize we realize it's a tough sport. I mean, riding a freaking bull, but I mean, the, the the nuances of it and the things like that. It's a pretty good movie, man, as far as how it goes. Are you familiar with uh do you do you get a chance to interact with bull riders and, and that kind of culture at all or I don't, but I learned a lot of, from Tough. And Tough's a big music fan. So I've you know, we've he he's been around this industry forever. And so uh Jack called him up and said, Hey, come on down. But man, that's a tough industry. And I will say this that and people are gonna laugh, but I I don't know what's tougher, wrestling or bull riding. And I mean that with the bottom of my heart. <laughs> and I'm so glad you said that because I got in a huge argument when I was like 13 with my mom because she was, I was trying to explain to her that that uh, Hulk Hogan beating the shit out of Andre the Giant was more than just uh, acting on a screen. That, that, these guys are actually tough guys. They go through a lot. And she went off on me and tried to tell me that wrestling is fake. And I, So I'm glad that you clarified that for me. That, that makes one me- of those guys out there on the road, maybe. And then they'll say, "Okay, I'll let's go in the ring. Let's, let's go hop in the ring with me. Let's show you how fucking fake it is." <laughs> Big Show told me, I told, and, and so one of our jobs was the media mornings. We'd take wrestlers out and visit television, and radio, and and I and that Big Show, Paul's for I don't know his last name, but he's a you know Big Show. He's like seven six. He had the same disease as Andre Giant had, but they were able to catch it when he was a kid. Gotcha. He said, man, I said, what's wrestling like or something like that? And he said, man, it's like uh, two, it's like ballroom. It's like two 300 pound men ballroom dancing. And let me tell you something. They beat the shit out of each other. They do to the point where you don't get injured. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, it's intense, man. It is intense. It's something else. It is the most, I wasn't a wrestling fan. I mean, I was wrestling Friday, Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan back in junkyard dog back in those days. Yeah. But, Grew out of it, you know, grew out of it. But when I got into it, I was like, damn, these guys beat the shit out of each other. Do you ever get yeah. a chance to hear any of the stories about um, some of the behind the scenes of uh, wrestling with, what was the name of the wrestler that that uh, died uh, jumping from like 30 feet or whatever? I can't remember his name now. Um, no, but I will tell you this. I had a, 
so I was when I had a show in North Carolina, I had a show at the Crown Coliseum in North Carolina, and I told my boss, oh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I told my boss that I'm saying, hey man, you know what would be really cool is to have somebody come down on a rope from the top of the arena down below. And he said, Yeah, that doesn't work too much. Well, you need to look. I was like, what happened? He gave me this link. I was like, oh, bad idea. <laughs> yeah. It was it was Owen Hart. That's yeah, right. Not, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, I, I've seen a documentary about it. I mean, those guys are family. Look, they, they, there's families out there, they say, in, with football teams, basketball teams, baseball teams, what other teams. There's not a family out there like the wrestling family. Those guys travel 300 shows a, a year, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You know, At the time when I was working for them, it was live events on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, going into TV events on Monday and Tuesday. I mean, that's 50 to 48, probably 48 weeks a year Damn. in rent-a-cars. Rent Damn. So and a few of them are on tour buses, the bigger guys are. And then, um, but I mean, that, that industry, I mean, it's tough. It's, it's, it was, it was, and you loved it and I'm blessed to have been part of it, but, um, it was awesome. Lots of stories. Montreal screw job. Another good story, but I'll save that for another. <laughs> I'll have to write that. I'm going to write that. I have to write this shit down because I, I move right out of my head. <laughs> Montreal screw job. They wrote the, the documentary about it. It's like, it's a long story, but it, it's, people still don't know if it was real. What Vince McMahon did at the end of that. Gotcha. I'll have to look more into that. See, these are the things that I've missed. It's, you know, that I kind of got away from wrestling because it became the, the, the men's soap opera. You know, my wife would watch days of our lives and then I had to, I had to watch wrestling that night. It just became, you watch the two and you're like, what the fuck? This is the same shit. <laughs> but you know, it's, it, that, that's just from my personal opinion. You know, I mean, I, I don't have anything against it. Just the way that that's kind of the reason why I got away from it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's my boss told me, one time you go, I go, when I realized how big it was, I didn't realize how big it was. So I went to work for the company. And I said, man, I don't get it. He goes, you'll understand sooner or later. This is all, this is fundamentally what the human race is all about. It's just, this is good versus evil. Man. Uh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> you can even bring that into the political narrative of today's world. But yeah. yeah we, and, and, and Roddy, Roddy Piper's Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Just the yeah. good versus evil. It's like I loved Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, some, I did people, too. Like, some people hated him. I think he's a little bit more like hacksaw Jim Duggan. I don't yeah. know, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys. And and Matt, I got a chance to catch a little bit of uh, some of the podcasts that you guys been doing, the video work and and the sound and 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 the way you guys have it set up at uh, at his bar. Uh, so it's a nice casual setting. Yeah. Um, I really like how you guys did it. Um, and one thing I didn't know about, uh, I actually did watch the movie. Who was the star in that movie? I can't remember off the top of my head, the eight seconds. Oh, um, wasn't he like 90210 or something? Luke, Luke Perry. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, that, that's what I thought. Now the, the gentleman, uh, who actually, uh, uh, what's his name again? That, that road. Tough eat man. Uh, bodacious. Yes, yes. He was older when he started riding bulls. Is that correct? No, he was younger. No, he started when he was four years old, but he was oh. retired at a lot of older. I mean, he retired at 35. That's older, what it was. A lot of those guys don't, don't retire until they're 20. They, excuse me, a lot of those guys retire at 23, 24, or 25. Yeah, he stayed really late in it and continued riding 
Um, so that's one thing I didn't know about it that I, I thought was super interesting. But I love now. Do you do all that video work and all that stuff behind the scenes? Because you do some really great uh, cuts and stuff like that, man. So I just wanted to give you some credit on that. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's it comes from the old college days when I was in TV, the old tape reel to reel days. So it's a hobby that my wife has let me uh, pick up. God bless her heart, but it's not hasn't been cheap over the years. But um, yeah, enough crap that I was able to toss it together and and. Um, and do some good with it. So I got to ask you, since I, since I do this all myself, trying to figure this shit out, what, uh, what program do you use for video editing? Adobe uh, Premiere. Nice. All right. I got a Vegas pro. It works pretty good too. Luckily. But, uh, tough, tough. Just talking about eight seconds. And in, in this podcast, the second part that's coming up tomorrow, he talks about being there for eight seconds. So he was there when they were, they were filming the movie. And he said he came out in the middle of it. He goes, look, it's difficult to put an hour and a half into a guy's life. You know, so here, here you are talking about your best friend, tragically lost, and they're going to put it into 90 minutes. He said, I, he said he got so pissed off at one scene they were taping that he walked out in the middle of the scene and said, this shit has got to stop because this is not right. And they, um, and Luke Perry grabbed, Tuff said Luke Perry grabbed him and, took him out to the side and said, how much do I have to pay you to leave? <laughs> <laughs> like, trust me, tough. I've got this. And they, I guess long story short, they hug and kiss made up and everything's fine. But it was funny the way tough. Well, that's cool. I mean, you want, he want. it's like a lot of people that do, uh, you know, military, uh, you know, real reality or, uh, altruistic stories and things like that, trying to actually tell the story. They want it to be told right. They want it to be, you know, they don't want their, their, their family. This, like a lot of things, these kind of niche things are become families of, of people who know each other from the time they're, like you said, four years old, their whole families work together. It's all a, a big event. So I could see how, you know, he wants that to be, to come off right on the movie. Um, Let's tell the story about how the hell you and I came to uh, to text and talk to each other because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, you know, they've seen me go to, you know, be security for General Flynn or they saw me in D.C. a bunch of times or at these different rallies and they're like, how the hell do you keep falling into this stuff? It's, it's, a, it's a gift from God. I told you guys that I've been called to by God to do this and that's the only reason why I keep falling into these amazing opportunities such as what the journey you guys have been with me on over the past year, especially the last six months with the Capitol and the rest. It's been a one hell of a ride. Ask Joe. Um, but on that same note, I, I fall into the lap of guys like you who whose lives are so interesting. And, you know, I've had three months of, uh, of kind of my 15 minutes in some ways that I would consider to be my 15. And you, you listen to people about how their lives, how it progressed. And, and um, what's his name? The writer for Dilbert. Um, Scott Adams uh, did, an, did an interview with somebody yesterday. I can't remember where I caught it, but he was talking about when did you realize you made it, man? And he was like, ah, I wasn't. He was like, you know, first I got in the newspapers, but it was like maybe 13 newspapers. And then I got nationally syndicated, but then it was like if they want it. And it was always kind of this, but if, and it was just a string of events that brought you to where you're here now. That's for some reason that just popped in my mind with regards to this meeting, meeting somebody like you is just, it's a once in a lifetime thing because I, I love your life story, how you got from, you know, just dreaming in college about what you want to do and then going to do these amazing things. I can imagine what it was like with the WWE after doing security for, um, you know, for general Flynn and guys like that, you, you see what it's like. It's just an amazing experience. Um, 
with amazing people who uh, just never cease to amaze you what they're able to do. But so anyways, uh, (laughs) sorry for babbling. That's why I have a mic in front of me. Uh, Watch somehow. You and I, uh, my sister says, hey, you should get a hold of my, my neighbor. And I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And so I'd heard the story about, like, uh, how long ago was was the fire? Six six months, maybe? It was July 11th. July 11th. So, I was coming home from the podcast. Yeah, so Don tells me this story about, you know, Paul, our neighbor's house conference. And that didn't, it didn't occur to me. It was like, uh, you know, you don't really, it's, it's not, uh, it doesn't affect you personally, so you don't understand what it really means. Can you tell me the story about... You, you're, you're driving from a podcast and you get a call and you just kind of tell the story about how uh, the beginning of that. And then we'll figure out how you and I met. Go ahead. So I was trying to find that picture. Uh, maybe uh, Paul can, maybe Don can send it to you. But um, it was, uh, I was coming home. I was coming home from a big concert out in West Texas. I had to go to for work. And then I was coming, stopping by uh, Horseshoe Bay is where actually the podcast is at. So um and I stopped by Horseshoe Bay, did a little quick podcast, and on my way home, wife was at work, um, and it was a Sunday afternoon, so I was coming home, and Paul calls me up and says, yo, your house is on fire, and I said, dude, come on, and I hung up on him, and then he FaceTimes me back and says, your house is on fire, and I said, no, come on, and he flipped the phone around, and was like, wow, my house is on fire, I was like, well, the boy's out, yes. I said, okay, good. I have a 10-year-old and 15-year-old. So good. Dogs are out. Boys are out. Perfect. I'll be there in an hour and a half. half. So I'm driving home, and um, and I get there, whatnot. Make a long story short, Paul told me, God bless his heart. He said, and I give him hell about this all the time. And I do forever and indebted to him because he was out in the backyard. And... In the, he was swimming or doing whatever Paul does. And he saw smoke coming up from the house. He's like, look, I know Matt and Dory aren't home because I let him know and we're not home and just the boys are home. And so like, they're not barbecuing. His middle eye said the house is on fire. So he runs out and I keep my garage door open and he runs, breaks down the unlocked door from the garage to the house. <laughs> and, um, and goes, runs upstairs and tells the 10 and 15 year old, yo, your house is on fire. Quit playing games, video games. So they didn't even know the house was on fire. Um, and my son's mother was on the way to pick him up. She was pulling up at the same time. And, but thank God they all got out. Dogs got out and Paul, I stayed at Paul's there for a few days. He let me use his house for Paul. Excuse me. It's not Paul's. It's Don's house, not Paul's. Paul just, lives there so, um, <laughs> oh, man, i was gonna say you're gonna get a ton of crap for that if you didn't correct that that's right and so anyways make a long story short don and paul opened their door it's been great he's been awesome fantastic and i'm forever in debt to those guys and women the great family fantastic yeah it was awesome i told you a little bit about the story we had some great times when we uh you know i moved back from the marine corps and and uh you know you want to be back by family so we moved up by them and we had some great times in that lake community uh that i'll never forget it was it was you know i'm sure you've heard some of the stories about back then it was awesome time um and they're they are you're right they're great people They're, they're people you want to have on your side and it's uh it's pretty cool to have Dawn with me now uh, in this in this journey. It's um you know she's seen the journey as well, um you know uh, when you 
when life kind of happens, you know, you don't you don't realize how what's going to bring you all back together. And it's it's interesting that a movement that is built around trying to fight the propaganda narrative and, and trying to fight for the country in any way I can anymore, since I can't serve anymore, that's for sure. My knees and back and everything else are trashed. Uh, definitely, definitely father time getting to me, but it's, so Dawn calls me and she's like, or texts me and says, Hey, my neighbor, uh, d- does this podcast. I'm like, what? So we talk for about a half hour or so. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm like, well, what advice do you have me as far as how I can improve guests or what I can do for, to expand my audience? Because, you know, I think you were, I, I'm a little surprised at, at, at the, the st- we have, we have people who, you know, about a thousand to two thousand people, and if not more, that maybe after the fact they can't catch it live, who will seek us out to find out what we do, and 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 it's not easy to build that customer base, but to expand it is even harder. So you were like, just just start the podcast, man. So we do. We have the the Podbean podcast in. As we get more uh, sponsors and and more show income, we're going to expand that to every podcast platform we have. But so for me to you, man. Thank you for the bottom of my heart for the inspiration and for the, you know, the, the, the just, um, being down to a down to earth guy who's had a one hell of a life. Thank you from me to you for, for the motivation. And I hope in some ways, maybe we can continue to work together and, and continue to chat like this, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love, I love you got, you know, we talked a little bit of politics. Um, and so it's good to, it's good to hear people that are willing to step out there to go against the mainstream media grain because somebody's got to do it. It can't be, I would love to do it. It can't be me. Um, but there's people like you and the people like the Ben Shapiro's of the world and, uh, Jordan Peterson's of the world and, uh, turning point Candace Owens of the world that are going to eventually going to break through this barrier of the mainstream media. And, um, and you guys are sitting there locked and loaded, ready to make it happen. Even if that means you're banned on every major platform, because there's going to be new ones coming up. Yep. And I want to be a part of that to the extent that I can. And like we were talking earlier in the, in the world that I live in, I live in a liberal, I have a lot of liberal friends, liberal, not progressive left friends, but not lefties, but liberal friends. Great. I'm classic liberal. Love yeah. Liberty. The old good, the good old blue dog Democrats, they do exist, even though the media doesn't want you to know. That's right. So, you know, and it's, and it's just, and it's, and it's good that I can, I can only speak out so much, even on social media, because I need a paycheck, you know, and uh, I'll give you my opinion, but it's going to be filtered. And, you know, I could be like, I told you, told y'all both, I could be part of the problem, part of the solution. I, I, I'm trying to find the happy medium. <laughs> I get that's, it. And that's, I was going to say, and that's really what it's all about. And, and it's, you know, you kind of got to ride that line, so to speak. Um, you know, I started off writing, uh, writing for my local newspaper, uh, trying to, to, to write some like right leaning, uh, stuff. And it, it ended up, they lost advertisers and, um, it didn't work out too good. So, <laughs> you know, I completely understand what you're talking about there. It's just sad that we have come to that point to where, it has to be like that, you know, like the, the, to me, the fact that, you know, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all this censorship is happening to me is a godsend because 
you know, there's there's new platforms like, you know, uh, you know, Foxhole, of course, and a lot of other platforms out there that are expanding and uh, allowing free speech. And, and that's really what we want in the grand scheme of things is to be able to come on and say whatever the fuck we want and, and not have to have any repercussions from what we think. Uh, and that's a hard thing to do, unfortunately, in this political climate. Yeah, you don't want to go to jail for buck crime, but that's where that's where we're going. Yeah. So it's pretty scary. I, I think that I think it's I think, and I was telling you earlier today, it's like it's pretty reasonable to know that the vast majority of people on the left and the right can call that like can call it for what it is. You're full blown censoring people off of YouTube to talking about what happened in November and whether that actually happened or not and what the real count was because I can't say it black and white because I don't want to get y'all kicked off any platforms, you know? And so, you know, my personal belief is the results were they they were what they were. Y'all's might not be, but that's also case conservatives to, to agree to disagree. And that's what I enjoy about my friends, especially that lean left, sometimes hard left, I got a dear friend of mine that's that leans really hard left and I love getting in political debates with them. And nine times out of 10, we give each other, we get, we, we find that stopping point and say, okay, we're going to, we're not going to agree upon this. So let's walk away. Do you think it's, do you think right now, since Biden is in, is it making it any easier to have that discussion with people at all? Like your more liberal friends, if you want to say, or is it not matter? It's so fun. It's just such a, it's so fun. So I don't, I try not to post political stuff for reasons I've already said. Yep. But it's so fun because you just sit back and you're just watching this going on. It's like, man, it's just so fun. No, because I don't have to. It's almost like it speaks for itself. I mean, we're going to be able to maybe be back to normal in a year. I mean, 99% of people looked at Biden two nights ago and said, no, we're going to be back to normal like in months. It's just like, wow, these people don't have a plan, but do we even want them to have a plan? Like, no, just let us take care of it. So, you know, like I told you earlier today too, it's like Ted Cruz going to Cancun. Everybody's freaking out about it. It's like, who cares? Why don't we don't need him to help us with this weather? There's nothing he can, he's a federal politician. He's not state. He's federal. Don't stay away from us. We got it taken care of. Yeah, we had this discussion yesterday. Uh, real quick, Joe, volume down a notch. Uh, Matt, can you decrease compression and then uh, raise volume a little bit? I don't know if you, I don't know how your how specific your audio settings are. Your compression's uh, dropping your voice a little bit. Um, uh, we had this discussion yesterday with our great uh, United Kingdom correspondent who said, you know, what's going on with the politicians? Why aren't anybody helping just at least get, get wood to people so they can have bonfires? Um, and I, I'm with you. I don't want the federal government uh, in my local business here in Texas or anywhere else here in Wisconsin. I don't want them involved in it. I don't want them regulating our power. I don't want them telling us how we what we can and can't do and how to do it. Uh, that's 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 that stifles competition and that causes more problems than anything else. Um, but on this same topic, though, I wanted I did want to talk to you about this because you know you being from Texas, you kind of have a perspective that some others don't have. Dawn's given us some others from down in Texas, our our favorite truck driver, and others have given us um, you know some perspective from what they see down there. There's an American Thinker article out today that I'm showing on the screen right now. 
it says this uh, when when logic. Excuse me. Uh, bl- blame for freezing with no electricity. It's basically talking about. I don't, I'm not. Gonna, I don't have to read it all, but it's basically talking about how. In general, there is plenty of blame to go around, whether it's from the CNN or from the left or from the right or from, you know, just conservatives in general or, or liberals. It doesn't matter who you are. Everyone's kind of blaming somebody, whether it be the left trying to blame uh, President Trump or, or, like you said, people blaming federal politicians or even the mayor for telling people, hey, I'm not, it's not my job to, uh, to keep your house warm as mayor. Sorry, that's not, that's not, not my job. Um, Ex-mayor. Ex mayor now, yeah, um, but nonetheless, there is there's definitely a story here, and I think I think it's it's a combination of events. Number one, it's obvious to me that uh, down in Texas, where you have a once in fifty year freezing like this, if not once in a hundred year freezing like this, it doesn't make sense to spend millions, if not billions, of extra dollars on your uh, your power infrastructure to deal for a once in a hundred year event. Um, it's interesting how the 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 narrative on this doesn't allow for complexities. Often, like the debate happens, it just becomes a finger pointing thing. What are you seeing down there? As far as first of all, we we've, we've have we have found out that that Jen Psaki yesterday was actually truthful when saying that there's more problems with coal and natural gas, and every part of the infrastructure is being affected. I don't. I don't necessarily understand how that's even possible. So there's 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 a story here that's not getting told. But in general, what are you hearing about you know coal and natural gas and why these specific plants and why this is causing the electricity problem? What are you hearing from people that you talk to or hear? On, on, a, on a high level, is that good? Can you hear me? Uh, raise volume. Okay. Is that is that better? Yeah. Just project into that thing. We should be good to go. So. You know, so I've, 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 I read a lot on Facebook. Yeah, right? volume's still low. Sorry, bro. Kick that up a notch. Yeah, yeah. Is that better? Yep, go ahead. So I'm reading a lot on Facebook to, to figure out what the narrative is from both sides. Look, it hasn't been this cold for this long period of time in my lifetime, much less in the past hundred years. How phenomenal is it that we, I was only without electricity for two and a half days. That's freaking awesome. How great is it that I can go over to my AC unit on the wall and turn the temperature to whatever I want it, however cold or hot I want it, 363 days a year, and it happens. <laughs> pretty, pretty amazing uh... stuff. So in other words, it's like, guys, I'm hearing all these people bitching back and forth. It's like, it, this doesn't has zero to do with politics. I can't narrow down exactly what went wrong, but all I know is 99.9% of the time it happened. It, 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 it goes right. So just, I mean, my parents are both eight, almost 80 years old. My mom is not healthy. They didn't have AC for three days. They're just fine. Or a heater for three days. They're fine. It sucked. Yes. These were long two days. It sucked so bad. But guess what? We went over to a neighbor's house. Paul came to see me. I went to see Paul probably eight times. You know, the neighbor, y'all's brother-in-law, eight times a day. We all made it. It's like, and there might be six people, seven people that died because of this. Tragic. Heartbreaks for them. But it's, that's life. It's nobody's fault. 
it's pretty amazing we have a power grid that can do what it do and did what it did and can bring it back the way they did it but unfortunately the media is going to twist it into the political side and start this green new energy stuff where we have eight more years to live where the world's going to self-implode yes i get it not okay excuse me back up I get it. There's climate change, but it's not ending in eight years. <laughs> so <laughs> same thing with the electric grid. It's like people are bitching back and forth because they love to bitch. I, I don't know, but it's pretty amazing. I can, like I said, and, and I'll sum it up with it like this. It's pretty amazing. We have the power grid that we do throughout the country because there's a lot of countries out there that, that you can't just go walk on a wall and click a thermostat on and it can do whatever it wants to do. And it's pretty amazing. I can go outside the past week and Albert and neighbors were helping neighbors and I go drive around and there's thousands of people driving around and helping each other out. It's pretty, and I guarantee you they're coming from all different pieces of the political spectrum. And, but that's not what sells advertising. Sorry. That's my soapbox. <laughs> How can, what should be done? Let me ask you, if you're, if you're put in a position where, all right, you, figure out how this doesn't happen again or figure out what happened. Do you think, do you think that they need to have more federal regulation and more involvement from federal regulators into Texas's kind of separated uh, system that they should, is it a national infrastructure uh, issue to you? It's a complicated issue. I mean, for me, it's, I'm kind of, I'm half and half. I'm like, you know, in some ways I think the national power grid should be, protected and a part of national security and have basic regulations in place. But at the same time, even if more regulations were put in place in this issue, would it have changed anything? Because I mean, it's, it's like the North, you have to have a certain level of, uh, of D of ice, of de-icer on your roof, uh, whatever you call it before you put your roof on. And in the South, you don't have to have, you have to have more hurricane things. So it's, it's based on the climate, not on, you know, what, what could happen every hundred years. But if you're put in a situation where you're like, okay, uh, how, what do we do next? Do you, where do you, where are you at on that? Do you think we need more regulation, more federal involvement, or just stay the hell out of Texas? You could give me any scenario in the history of the world or this country where a figure, a federal, another federal, federal regulation solved a problem. Then I would, if I was a politician. I would go, okay, how is the federal government going to help out? A power grid that works 99.99, works 100% of the year, 363 days a year. It's pretty incredible. It can come right back up on when you do nothing. I, w- if, I wish politicians would sit down with a, a, a Alexandra Cortez and say, look, okay, you want green energy? Give me a nuclear power plant outside of Austin, and I'll give you a 1,000 windmills. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and let, let those people figure out once those are built. But obviously you can't meet in the middle nowadays. But what you do is you just don't need the federal government. I mean, maybe local government, but people in D.C. don't know what's going on down in Amarillo, Texas or Houston, Texas. They just don't. And why people look at federal politicians as the answer, I will never be able to put my mind around it. And I don't think that they do, but whatever. Yeah, I'm with you, and that's where that's why we fight. That 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 um that basic uh, line between liberals and conservatives is they believe that the government can help and is there to help. I, I believe that if you look at history, uh, governments do more to oppress and and 
limit freedom than try to help what what you want to do in your life. Man, we're that's fifty minutes that flew by and we haven't even gotten to anything. It's been we could definitely do this easily at the top of the hour, guys. We are going to open up the phone lines. You want to hang out for an extra hour after after the top of the hour, Matt, or you got shit you got to do? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out till five thirty. Absolutely. Sweet, sweet. So that's cool, man. We got Matt for an extra extra half hour. For, so if you guys want to talk to Matt or ask him about uh, his specific experiences, do that first, and then if you want to just chat about whatever, do that at the second at the second hour, so we don't waste Matt's time here. Please make your make your questions addressed to him please um the other topic i wanted to talk about and then we'll get joe in here for a quick news blitz i just wanted to get your take on this um and i think it's an important story that's happening uh that we've been kind of warning about for a while and that is this a new york city waitress is fired from her job for saying she wanted to wait to get the covid vaccine because she's pregnant and they still fired her uh in in the military, uh, military members are resisting getting the COVID vaccine. I think it was over a third of U.S. military members are saying, you know what, I think I'm going to hold off on that for now until you guys uh, actually maybe do some actual testing on it and see results about what uh, how effective it is, um, given these, this new idea of um, whatever may be happening with variants and the rest. I if my wife was put in a situation where she was forced to ha- to take a vaccine, I'm pretty sure I would be like, "Fuck that! We'll we'll figure something out." What about you guys, uh, for Matt? You first, man. How, how do you feel about this um, requiring vaccines at jobs, and especially for someone who's pregnant? That story is, is is amazing. But really, more in general, what do you think about this COVID vaccine and, and requirements to get it to travel? What's next? If you want to go to the grocery store, you got to have a a passport. Oh, I mean. Look, Live Nation has talked about requiring people to. There's been in the entertainment business talk about people being required to produce a vaccine card that they've been vaccinated. But look, twenty thousand people have died of this virus, um, including my aunt, who's um, who was almost eighty years old, um, including a couple of friends that were much older, my parents' friends. But twenty thousand people have died of this thing that's younger than um, forty-five. 20 to 20,000 people. My best friend that I talk to every day for the past 25 years committed suicide on April 6th. It'd be fair to say that would look a lot different if that, there's a lot that went into that, but COVID that was right in the middle of COVID lockdown, April, beginning of April. So I think when we look back at this, (laughs) the it's unconscionable what we've done over the past year, taking into consideration that if you're older than dead, I'm kidding. If you're older than 60, you need to, you need to, yeah, you need to lock it down and you need, and we need to take care of those people. We, not the government, but we, as the, we, the people need to take care of those older folks. Like I did with my parents. I'm like, you know, but if they want to go out and go out, but vaccine, what, there's no reason why my 50 year old child is going to get a vaccine. Why? It makes no sense. There's, the flu kills more teenagers than this, this, this virus, but you won't read that anywhere in the mainstream media because it doesn't fit into their narrative, and eventually it's all going to catch up. Yeah, I'm with you. Joe, how about you, man? What do you think about that? Oh, also, real quick, uh, uh, those of you that are wondering what the, who the hell this is, this, this is the uh, executive producer of the Jack and Around podcast with Jack Ingram, uh, who happens to be a friend of the family. 
So this is Matt P- Pavetto uh, from the Jack and Round Con- uh, podcast. For those of you that are just came in, appreciate you guys being here. Thanks very much. If you can, do me a favor, share the stream. I need your help getting the word out. Joe, go ahead. What's your thoughts on this uh, vaccine story? Oh, by the way, I think I misspoke. She said she wanted to get pregnant, not that she was currently pregnant. I should have read the story closer. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. I think it's it's Pivto if I if I'm correct. Pivato. 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 See, there Jeez. you go. Um yeah, no problem. Um yeah, that, that that's tough, man, because you know, you know my wife she's had the same job uh for 34 years. Um and uh she's in a union and so that's a possibility that that could come to fruition. Um, I can tell you right now, um, even though she's been there as long as she has, uh, it'll probably be her last day. If if I had my way, it'll be her last day before I uh, allow her to, to take the vaccine, in my opinion. She's very healthy. Um, she's been working this entire time uh, throughout this entire uh, COVID thing. Every single day, she's come in contact probably with more people um, in this town than anyone. Um, so, uh, and, and, you know, I, I think that, uh, if she would, if she would have gotten it, she would have gotten it, but, uh, we also are proactive with ourselves. Uh, we, you know, we take vitamins and, and, uh, are, are very, um, you know, we, we make sure we focus on, on being healthy and, and, and that is a huge part of it as well. But, uh, I think it would be, and if, if, if it was up to me, I would tell her no way you're taking the vaccine and you can quit your job. That's just my opinion. I don't think you should be required to take it. I think that I'm going to take it. I take, I, we've put, I put worse stuff in my body over the years, <laughs> but it, to require someone to take it, man, it's just like, no, I mean, you know, no, it's just, it's a, it's a terrible idea. And if, again, if you're not older than 55, you've got nothing to worry about. You got more. I mean, if you're going to worry about that, then you need to worry about driving a vehicle or walking down the sidewalk. That doesn't make me heartless as a mainstream media would, but it just makes me know what reality is. My son, he had a, I mean, he's a great kid. He had a rough year last year. And a lot of that was because he had way too much time on his hands. Not being in school is terrible. We sent him to private school this year. Guess how many days they've missed because of COVID? Five. Good. Give me one documented death in this country from a from a from a teacher. No, getting from another kid. There isn't any. Can't have that discussion. You're not allowed to talk about facts and reality. You have to talk about their science. It drives me nuts, bro. I appreciate the uh, the discussion on those couple of things. It's pretty good. We already have a caller in here for the top of the hour. So with that, if you want to take a quick break, Matt, and uh, get, you know do whatever, I'm going to put Joe up on the screen. And cool. after the top of the hour, we will have uh, the call-ins for you guys. So I'm looking forward to that. Joe, what do you got for us for uh, for kind of a quick uh, rapid fire and what's happening out there um, that you're seeing in the news today? Yeah, if you want to shoot me the uh, the share screen, I'll uh, I'll share a couple of things that I found that I thought were interesting over this last 24 hours since i've seen you guys good to go all right thanks brother appreciate it so the first one was out of the gateway pundit uh today the michigan has removed 177,000 voters from voter rolls in january after certifying certifying biden won michigan by 154,000 votes in november huh interesting um, so uh, I'm sure you guys probably have already seen this out there, but uh, that one definitely caught my eye. 
I've got uh, from the Department of I'd Justice like to, here. I'd like to know how many of those actually voted, too. I, I, I'm going to have to – we'll check that story out later to get a little more digging on that. That's an interesting story there for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. And don't forget, tomorrow uh, is the uh, one of the court cases, right? So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, Western District of Wisconsin, Chicago man sentenced to 20 years for uh, producing child pornography. Gerardo Jr. Torres, whatever the hell his name is, um, just – sickening um and you know we discuss this unfortunately on a daily basis more and more it seems oh, shoot blaze media high school football coach fired after complaining about left-wing curriculum in daughter's class to district officials parents lawsuit so this is super interesting man i caught this from blaze media Officials reportedly said the coach uh, expressed significant philosophical, I can't even say the word, differences with the direction, goals, and values of the school district. So basically, he's calling them out for being lefties, and they fired him. Unfrickin' unfrickin' real, man. I hope that that lawsuit goes uh, all the way up to the local districts and and higher. That's going to be interesting. I I hope he comes through with that. Yeah, I think the guy. Yeah, the guy's name is actually David Flynn. Believe it or not, I, oh. and you know, hmm. yeah. So for his, it says that the lawsuit uh, claims the officials at at Dedham, 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 Dedham Public Schools retaliated against former coach David Flynn for exercising his constitutionally protected free right or speech uh, speech rights. Yeah, good. So, I can't wait for the lawsuit on that one. Go ahead. I you know I that's needs to be, needs to happen though, doesn't it? Ah, oh, shoot. I didn't mean to do that. Wrong button. T-Web says, recall Whitmer. I'm with you there. Yeah, that needs to happen for sure. Oh, man, why does it keep doing that to me? Uh, Patty S says, it's RNA a- manipulation is hard to comprehend, given most of us know about DNA. Yeah, we we talked a little bit about that last week, Patty, and that RNA dig, when we talked about with methods, people sent me all kinds of good stuff on that. I should do a special show on that. I, time just flies by. I run out of time every day. Joe, go ahead and finish up with the news blitz. Yeah, another one here, CBS News. UK will infect healthy volunteers in COVID-19 challenge trial. How does that sound? Uh, I wonder if Denise will call in about this one. England is set to become the first country in the world to intentionally infect healthy volunteers with COVID-19 in what's known as a human challenge study. The country's medical ethics body approved the trial Wednesday. So get all y'all get signed up out there in the UK. Yeah, have fun (laughs) with that. I'll pass. No. Huge story out of Illinois today, brother. We were talking about this. The former speaker, Michael Madigan, resigns from the Illinois House. Should I call his office again and ask him if he's going to be going to jail? <laughs> let's do it again. Yeah, let's do it. Let's ask him. Uh, huge story. I still think there's more to come out about that, to be honest with you. Yep, you guys no talking- doubt about it, man. That's any that, that Madigan resignation is the biggest news story of the day, no doubt about it. You guys were talking about the wind tur- uh, turbines uh, earlier. I, w- I was going to mention this. I had an article from Newsweek that basically says that, uh, yeah, these these uh, windmills, they weren't equip- uh, equipped with the uh, 
what's it called? The weather package. The icing and um, stuff, yeah, which makes yeah. sense. They're in freaking Texas, but yeah, it's interesting. All right, already at the top of the hour. Save the rest of those for the second half, bro, and we'll get back to those here momentarily. I do want to try to stay on schedule as much as possible, and that means top of the hour. I'll give you guys one minute break to uh, check a word from our sponsor, and then we will move on to the call-in section of the show. Uh, so check out RiseAttireUSA.com is our sponsor. Great gear for, for those of you that are awake out there. Ask about the Illuminati. For instance, that's one of the things they have. They also have sweet face masks like Crown World, or Clown World and Censored. I love those. Those are pretty sweet, too, as well as the COVID recovery rate one. <laughs> A little bit of a little bit of a a meme red pill on your face mask. If you have to wear one, there you go. Also, the new Fox Foxhole gear is up. Check it out. The Foxhole dot app gear is up, and I'm definitely going to hook myself up with one of these for sure when you get time uh, for the for our new platform that's hosting uh, the Uncensored Show, and as well as other great patriots out there as well. So check out Rise Atari when you guys get time. Awesome gear for those of you and high quality stuff at checkout. Put uh, Abe Wave. Into the into the checkout, help uh, help rise the tire. Let him know. They told me yesterday you guys have been reaching out to them and trying to let them know that uh, Abe sent you. Thank you very much for that. That's going to help us here at the show increase our sponsorship from them and also help them. You guys get sweet gear in the meantime. Check out the new promo from RiseTireUSA.com. USA.com. Check them out. Those guys did a great job on that ad. They've been working very hard on that to get us something uh, something new for the show and other shows that those guys help in on. Uh, so appreciate RiseOfTireUSA.com. Thank you all for going out of your way to uh, let them know that Abe sent you. Appreciate that very much. Abe Wave at checkout. Abe Wave at checkout. All right, there you go. Here's the call-in numbers. We already got our first call-in. Uh, Joe, any, any th- thoughts before I move into the first call? We have seven one nine on the on the call with us. Seven one nine. Can I get a name for you for for live on the air? Joe. Joe. 
Popcorn party. What's up, brother? Um, when you brush your teeth, yes, it's fluoride, but guess what? You can brush your teeth with baking soda. Go ahead and do that because in another broadcast, I think it was methods. It might have been a combination of red pill or whatever. But the thing is, is that fluoride does not enhance the pineal gland. Your, your, your pineal gland is like dead center. Hey, popcorn party. Um, oh. did you have a, did you have a question or a comment from Matt? I don't want to waste his time, man. Um, uh, it is a, it is an important thing for sure. Um, and there's a lot of people that have talked a lot about the problems with fluoride. You're absolutely right. I appreciate it. But, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to have Matt just kind of hanging out here while you're talking. Did you have any questions or comments for him? Uh, actually, no. So I'll go ahead and hang up. I appreciate right. it. Call back next time, bro. Appreciate it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely some issues. Have you heard anything about fluoride, Matt, just in general? Uh, toothpaste. That's what I'm a toothpaste guy. Oh, you're saying that it's, it's a good idea to brush your teeth? Yeah. I okay. don't know anything about fluoride, but I guess... I'm not going to use it now. I'm just going to brush my teeth. I'm probably not going to going to swallow fluoride as a whole, but there is too much fluoride in our water. There is an issue there on on that front for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, appreciate it. If you guys want to call in and, and chat with Matt, any kind of ideas or qu- comments or questions, pl- feel free to. Otherwise, we'll just kind of bring up some news topics of the day and, uh, and uh, see what's going on there. 772, if you the stream in the background, please. You're live on air. Can I get a name for you, please? The Viking. Vero Viking. What's up, fellas? Vero Viking, what's up, brother? How are you? What's up, Vero? How's it going? Uh, I'm, driving, I'm driving like three hours to my house, and it's a little crazy out here. This is the second time I tried to make it home. Uh, anyhow, so uh, I wanted to ask you all about John Paul Rice. There's something floating around I saw a couple of days ago, like a documentary or a little video pop, uh, Instagram, I believe it was, 15 minutes talking about uh, movie that he's promoting. You guys know about him? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like I was, I was mesmerized, and like I know about it. I mean, we all know about it. And uh, I mean, like they shut him down. They took it off. It was on Amazon, I believe. Amazon took that. His, uh, it's not even documentary. It's a legitimate film. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I wish I could. Um, but like, it's ridiculous how they just, they want to hide everything they do, everything. And no, I don't know. It's just sickening because I got two little ones at the house and God forbid anything ever happened like that. I I lose my mind. No, I hear you. Actually, John Paul Rice is going to be joining us next Thursday. He's got his new show, uh, podcast launch on, uh, on foxhole.net, the foxhole.net as, as well. Uh, he'll be here with us next Thursday. I'm looking forward to having a conversation with him. That's definitely going to be must-see TV, so mark that up on your calendar. Here's the link tree for John Paul Rice. A Child's Voice is one of the movies he he's has. Red, yeah, Red Pilling, Awakening, Healing, 
Um, and here's the No Restrictions Studio website. He's he uh, is a very intriguing person for sure. I'm really looking forward to to hanging out with John next week. So stand by for that next Thursday, brother. Yeah, and uh, I I, call, I came on uh, late. So who's your guest? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm this sorry. Is, I don't, I'm... This is uh, Matt. He does a a uh, uh, he uh, he produces a podcast. I'll put that up on the screen. So in case uh, those of you who may may have missed it, here is that. Uh, Matt Matt does a podcast for uh, Jack Ingram, who's a country music star, has a lot of uh, great contacts and does a great podcast now, kind of getting to the bottom of of uh, people's actual thoughts and feelings on things. Uh, and so he is the uh, he is the executive producer as well as a friend of the family. So he's just kind of hanging out with us here today. Jack Ingram, Jack Ingram. Why do I know that? Man? I'm all over everybody's podcast. So I might have come across you. Pleased to meet you, my friend. Hey, uh, one more thing I got is um, that was going to talk about. Well, oh, the military thing. Yeah, you guys are. Yeah, they sent out an email across you know DOD wide. Would you be taking that? And like there were three choices, and uh, mine mine would have said hell no. That shit ain't going in me at all. And like I've been jacked or injected with anthrax. I don't even know how many doses. At least eight. But this thing scares me. So, no, it ain't going to happen. And you said it was 30%. I got to believe it was more than that. In my my office alone, 50% of the people said no. So, that ain't going to happen, you know? Yeah, I hear you, At least you, I hope it doesn't. I mean, there is a, an article for getting kicked out of the Army for refusing to take uh, 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 and, uh vaccine, I guess you would say. I forget what article it is. So I read, looked up, look it up one time when uh, this thing came up because I knew what I was going to do, not take this thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I anyway, mean, I, they all, shot me up with yeah. so much stuff when I went down to Peru. I, I have no idea what they shot me with, but I basically haven't been sick since I, I've been back from Peru. So I don't know what they gave me, but, um, you know, we, we are often used as uh, as test dummies for, for things like that. So who knows, man? Um, you know, you kind of yeah. sign your your body and life away, so that you're putting yourself at risk, your career at risk if you if you refuse it. I think in yeah, some ways, in other ways, it's you know, depending on how much you travel, probably might be a good thing to get it for operational security. So I don't know. Well, I ain't traveling no more. I'm just traveling between states, right? Like my home and where I work right now. Hey, uh, you guys were both Marines. Yeah, I was in the Marine Corps. Even yeah. No, I w- I was not in the military. <laughs> Uh, Abe, you were you served with first or second meth? Uh, I was in the I was swinging in the air wing. I was a uh, uh, max two uh, with the Marine Corps squadron down in uh, Beaufort, South Carolina. I just say that because I can wear both of them patches on my arm. Well, during one of the deployments, first meth was in control, and then second meth came in control, and we were still on the ground. We watched you guys go in, and I was so pissed. I was like, why not I join the Marine Corps? They go in the theater for like six months and come out while I keep us there for like 15. We were like the dogs, goddamn, we're the dogs of the military. But I, I never change it. I what? never change it. I do it all over again. Well, you I didn't want to be a, you, all coming in. You, you didn't want to be a police a police officer in Iraq. Is that what you're telling me? Listen, I went into that office first. I went in when I was 33 years old. They laughed at me, and I was like, okay. And then I went to the uh, Army office, and yeah, I had a great career as a combat engineer. Um, every every job I ever wanted, I got. You know, as long as you're qualified, the Army puts you there. 
Man, like I told you, I'm writing contracts right now. Yeah, I'm 51 now. I got three more years till I hit 20. And it's rough. It's rough out here. I gotta yeah, be I honest. You. The kids ain't the kids ain't the same. Like when uh, we served, I gotta be honest. There's something wrong, but I try. Stop calling me. <laughs> Appreciate anyway, you very much. You guys have a great day. Yeah, you too, Brian. You have guys a have a great day. All right, thank you. Bye. Take care, Vero Viking. Appreciate the phone call, brother. <laughs> um, that's how that's how it is live, man. That's yeah. it's, it's live. What do you? What uh, do you so, want? question from uh, Matt. Question from uh, the Foxhole app. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see, Matt. Uh, are you going to be are, in the, in the future or in the near future once this? Uh, um, uh, COVID thing stops with, with venues and stuff. Have you thought about going back into booking bands or making music fest again? Actually, I'm booking a band right now. So I got out in 2012. I've been asked several times over the past number of years to get back into to booking shows. And so I started working with a guy named Jake Worthington. Jake was on, um, not American Idol, but how would the other one but, Voice, the voice, or the voice. yeah, like 2016. One second, thank God he didn't win. Kind of like Miranda Lambert, who the best thing ever happened to her is is uh, they didn't, she didn't win Nashville Star. She came in second place, and so he didn't win. So he just got, and they're about to release this. Um, anyways, Jake has a big. He's going the Nashville route when it comes to distributing his his his, uh, his music and, and when it comes to management they're about to do a big press release but yeah man I love booking shows I'm booking one band now I used to book five to ten at any given time and that was tough but when COVID is starting to the good thing about Texas is that being in Texas we've sold I mean my obviously I lost a lot of business last year because of all the restrictions but have a lot of outside venues and um and that worked out obviously well, but man, these, but federal government's about to give live music venues $15 billion with a B for this Neva project called national independent venues association. So mm. that's going to help them get through. That's going to help them get through this because 75% of them would go away if it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for them getting um, put back on. Um, I mean, given this, this federal subsidies per se, yeah, federal government yeah. shut them down. They owe money. They we have uh, we have a couple of friends of the channel. Uh, ben Blunt, who was in the Voice as well, uh, he he competed there, did pretty well, uh, as well as uh, some other Nashville uh, great guys. Uh, uh, Joe, help me out. Um, the West Cook Band. The West Cook Band. Thank you, and others that are that um uh, are great guys that are are struggling. They they're great musicians, and they're just trying to find their own way because of the music industry in general and how hard it is to to you know break through there so they're they're trying the independent uh musician route um and it's it's tough i mean they play plenty of shows for a while uh, until covid and now they're trying to get back into the groove again i wish they just would sign waivers just sign a freaking waiver when you walk into a venue uh the venue's not responsible for your for your uh health care and call it a day that's it that's all you have to do the government knows best they know what's best for us and they're gonna tell us what we can and can't do like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Seven High C says, uh, you, you book bands. Yes, he books bands. Uh, what type of music does Matt book? Heavy metal Seven, says Seven High C's. Country. Country. And I do one, I'm doing one act now. 
what artists now don't plan to pick up. I mean, Jake's Jake's great. He's, he's incredible. He's like a Mark Chestnut. Him and Chestnut are good are, are buddies, and and he's, he's just fantastic. Maybe I can put you in touch with uh, Benton Blunt and uh, the West Cook Band. These are they're great guys that do great music, and um, maybe there's ways we can kind of help each other on that front. I think you would you would uh, you'd be interested to talk to them. We'll talk about that some other time. Uh, one other question from chat: uh, Popcorn Party uh, says, uh, "What's coming in country music? What is the up and coming uh, some up and coming names that you see out there that might be coming in the near future?" That's that's good. Yeah, I guess I guess that puts on music that could that could break through. Yeah, <laughs> kidding. Um, no, I. You know the one good thing about country, I'll, I can answer this question like that. I don't know any. I mean, there's a there's so many bands. Which is the next band to break? Whatever record company is going to spend it didn't spend the most amount of money pushing that artist. There you go. That's going to be the next artist that breaks. And no one knows that and let, instead of with the exception of the universals and big machine records and whoever they're pushing, they can make anybody a star. If they, if they. Oh, did we lose you? Uh, stand by there, Matt. looks like we lost your video or something in the middle of that. I mean, he was the first, he's the first mm-hmm. big machine records one of the biggest record companies in Nashville. He had the first number one hit on big machine and then followed by Taylor Swift. And Luke Bryan, I think it was, and but he got they they agreed to mutually part ways because he was he was beginning to sacrifice his art a little bit too much than he felt comfortable with. So to answer your question, whatever, whatever, whatever record company wants to, to invest whatever amount of dollars they want to behind them, that's what that's what that's how that's how it goes. It's like anything. It's like the media, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. We lost you for a minute there, but you're, you're but you're back good to go. Uh, our resident truck driver, the Texan, is in the house. Oh, d- uh, before I get to that, uh, uh, your buddy Jake that you're booking out. Do, do you want to talk any more about that? The name of the band and what what kind of events they have coming up, real quick. Well, JakeWorthington.com, I think it is. Um, they're about to put out a huge press release. I can't say much about what is happening with him. Because they're on March second, they're going to put a huge. I mean, this is a huge major. This is just a huge deal for Jake, and this is one of those. Jake's great, so talented, but they're about to they're about to put a put a, put a big push behind them, a big push, like big. So check Sweet. them out. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, check out uh, jakeworthington.com, and you can find out more about uh, that for those of you that are interested in up, up and coming music. We have our resident text tra- Texan truck driver in the house who's been uh, hobbled because of the snow and the fun down there as well. Uh, let me welcome Texan to the house. What's up, brother? How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. I actually just woke my butt up right before your show started, man. <laughs> oh, jeez, get out of here. What's with that? Must be nice to have that. Man, I could sure use a good nap. What's on your mind today, Texan? Uh, well, first off, it, it, it's a pleasure. Matt, correct? correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure meeting you, man. Uh, I tell you what, it must be a hell of an honor to work with a guy like Jack Ingram. He's yeah. Well, I don't know. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. But thank you. <laughs> it is. It's, he's he's a good man. He's a good guy. Well, yeah. I, I tell you, I tell you what. Once, I mean, a dude like Jack Ingram. I mean, once you hit the stage and you perform with guys like you know Merle Haggard, Toby Keith, David Allen Cole, and Billy Joe Schaefer, all in one shot, man. You know you've arrived. That's right. We lost. We lost. We lost some big ones. I mean, we, we lost Shaver last year. We lost Jerry Jeff last year. We lost Diffie last year. We lost. Uh, 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 he was 
uh, uh, Towns Van, not Towns Van Zandt, but uh, Steve Earl's son, Justin Towns Earl, I think it is. Uh, so we lost a lot of big ones last year. Yeah, you're right. 2020 was hard on the music industry, especially country music, man. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And uh, um, uh, Charlie Pride. Yep. He, he passed. Yep. Charlie Pride passed away. Yeah, there was a lot of them last year. And, of course, you're not going to hear about it because they're all not non-mainstream people, but whatever. That's oh, man. I, <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up, man, because I, I don't follow mainstream country music anymore, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of old school. Waylon, Willie. Oh, you yeah. know, uh, I love Jack Ingram, though, man, because he, he seems to. There's some funny stories on those on that podcast when you're talking about, especially Shaver and Jerry Jeff and some stories that I have to. Let's put it this way out of a typical two hour podcast i'll have to edit out about three minutes of it because it's just wouldn't be good to put on air <laughs> uh, you know i started watching the podcast recently because these guys uh, mentioned it and that, that's how i found it and i started watching it and uh, i tell you there's a, a story about you talking about all these old stories like uh billy joe shaver talking about waylon jennings and the dynamite at the <laughs> when they when they uh the the promoter wouldn't pay them and uh, Waylon Jennings kept dynamite in the bus, and he went back there and blew the back of the building up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard, I, I, I've, I did some shows with Shaver, and he told me some pretty, he told some pretty crazy stories. Like was, I would have loved to have had him on the podcast before he passed away, obviously. But he was a great, he was a great man. The, those are the real outlaws, right there, man. But uh, no, no, no question. Yeah, he had, he was having come when I when I was with him a few years ago, doing some shows with him he would have conversations with his late wife, like just random conversations. Like, but that shaver, man, he's a brilliant. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, had Waylon Jennings uh, record, uh, honky tonk heroes shaver cut. I mean, I bet you those two thirds of that record shaver songs. So it's, it's, he's fantastic. He was fan. God bless his soul. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we can go on and on. I mean, about the, you know, the stories about these guys like Shaver when he met Waylon and all that and how Waylon looked down on him. And then all of a sudden they became real close and all that. Anyway, we can go on and on about that. But, I, I you know, I want to ask you a question. How how are you feeling? Uh, how's your confidence level in our governor down here in Texas now? Oh, goodness. You know, not playing armchair quarterback. I don't. Oh, that's a good question. So, and I. It, he shouldn't have shut shut it down the way he did. I think this past summer, but I think everybody's going to learn that. I think he made some mistakes. I hope that he comes out and eventually says, "You know, I probably shouldn't have shut it down over the summer." But other than that, you know, the governor has such little power in this state that it is what it is. As long as he doesn't bring in, as long as he doesn't accept a state income tax per se, and you know, I think he's done a good job. Just because he hasn't done much, which is good, except shut it down this summer. You shouldn't have, but that's my opinion. It is what it is. Yeah, there, there's a few things that he did. I'm not real happy with, like uh, when uh, you know BLM was coming out here, and you know we, we didn't get hit as hard with BLM in Texas as other places did. But you know they, they were uh, defacing the statues and stuff, and you know like uh, like people were calling on uh, uh, Greg Abbott to you know uh, pass a law or, or whatever to protect the the monuments and the statues in Texas the way. Uh, uh, Trump did for the federal statutes yep. and, and he just flat refused to do it. Yeah. You know, I don't know enough. I'm, I'll claim ignorance on that, but I do know that, you know, I think he's done about as good job as he could. I think in hindsight, he should have made some changes, but you're, I mean, I didn't know about that law you were mentioning, 
which is a little alarming. So, you know, something, something I'll look into personally when I start, when I make my decision on who I'm going to vote for next. Wouldn't be Chad Prather, would it? You know, my big fear is that you're going to have Oprah or The Rock oh, on president. And let me tell you something. If they do, don't think they're not going to win. Oprah would run it over. And I, so my point is, here's what my brother said. My brother was in the Secret Service. He protected Bush. Uh, the most recent detail was Bush. Anyways, he said to me, I'll never forget it, when Trump was running, he said, we're both conservative, my brother and I, more libertarians, whatever. He said, be careful what you wish for. You want a, you don't want a teacher performing brain surgery on you. You want a politician to run the federal government. Now, I looked at him at that time and go, huh, no, I'd rather have a business guy. But you look back and I go, you know what? There's, there's some truth to that. So going back to the Chad Branther thing, and that is, what does he know about state government? How can he work to not, how can he work to get things done or not get things done? In my opinion, you know, who knows? I'd rather have a politician in office. Some people don't feel that way. God bless them for it. And they'd like the most votes win. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. I really do. It was a pleasure meeting you. And I'm going to go ahead and step off here and let other people call in and ask you questions. And uh, like I said, it was, it was great meeting you. And uh, I guess, uh, hell, I'll see y'all down the road. Yeah, man. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate Marcelo Jackson, be safe, brother. That that's a good man right there. Yeah, he's a he's one of our our, our best uh, viewers and callers. He does a great job, man, he, and he he really gets it. He's he's got an eye for the stuff that uh, kind of like Joe and other everyone else. There's little nuggets here and there that you could find about stuff that you might want to uh, check this out here. Or there, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, let me see here. We have uh, one more caller here, two one seven, and then we'll we'll probably let you go here at the bottom of the hour. I know you got to get head, get heading here. Two one seven. Let me walk you on there. What name do you have, please? Hey, you know me. It's KH Farmer. KH Farmer in the house. What's up, brother? What's up, KH? Hey, How you doing, cool. brother? Not too bad. Not too bad. How you guys doing? Good. Good. What's on your mind today, brother? All right. So I, I got. I want to address Matt for a second, but first off. I want to address something I've been seeing in chat and I have been seeing people talking about them shutting off the natural gas in Texas. And I'm not going to go any farther than saying that doesn't happen unless it's intentional. And I'm not going to go into why I know that or how I know that other than think about water main breaks versus gas main breaks. There's a big difference. Water main breaks happen all the time during the freeze and thaw cycle, especially during the freeze uh, when it first gets really, really cold and when it first starts to really thaw out. But gas main breaks don't happen the same way. So if you're shutting off the gas, there's a big process that goes into that to shut it off and turn it back on. And I'll just put it out there this way. Um, and I, I'm on propane myself, but Think about this. If you shut off the gas to someone's house and you want to turn it back on, um, what happens with anything inside of that house that's operated by a pilot light? You have to go in and relight it. Otherwise, you're just introducing natural gas into a house, which is going to cause carbon dioxide. It's going to cause all sorts of problems. So uh, that had to be intentional if that gas was shut off down there. And I don't know any more about it, but 
I don't know if they did it or not. I don't know what happened, but if they did, that was intentional, and that was not something that was uh, a result of any sort of winter weather. What do you guys think about that? You know, there's there's a story here that's just that needs to be dug into more that just doesn't make sense. I mean, I understand that you would have power problems if you lost uh, what what's what's wind power in Texas? A tenth of your grid? I mean, come on, let's be real about it. It's not that massive. The massive part is coal and, and natural gas. But there's a, the, the bigger story here that doesn't make sense is why is are all these plants being shut down? Why is there so much power being shut down right now during this time? It, it seems to me there's more to this story than we're being told. I just don't know what it is, bro. Well, I think it was a little bit bigger than 10%. I think there was it was closer to 20 if I if I'm trusting sources that I've heard right, but it it doesn't make any sense. I mean, we're talking about Texas here, which that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever that 10 to 20% of their power was provided by wind and solar. I mean, this is Texas we're talking about here. Oh, it's 23% so, wind. That's way more than I thought it was. Wow. According 12% is what I saw today is wind power. According according to the the article that I was reading earlier, actually, and this is Newsweek. I'm not sure who they're quoting as far as, uh, let's see, share of energy generated by fuel type in Texas in 2020. Uh, the source is ERCOT, uh, but it says it's 23% wind, 18% coal, 11% nuclear, 2% solar, 46% natural gas. Could you imagine if that went up to the nuclear could be all of it, but should be. You could definitely do nuclear, all of it. Natural gas would be a great resource. Natural gas is very clean, very pure. It's a great, great commodity and, and resource if we use it properly. But for whatever reason, people think it's, ooh, this dirty, dirty thing. Man, you know, well, you, well, fuck off. But – you know, it, it, I just don't understand. If you're going to shut off the natural gas, that has to be an intentional thing. That is not something that just happens because of the storm. And that's where I'm going to leave that at. Good stuff, Farmer. Um, Thanks, bro. But I want to, I want to, I want to address something we talked about earlier that you guys. Well, well actually, we didn't talk about, it, but you guys talked about it earlier. And I want to address this to all three of you. Going back to old school wrestling. First off, I miss Doink the Clown. I thought that dude was hilarious. And nice. that guy made me laugh my ass off. But uh, out of all three of you, what was the craziest thing you ever saw back in old school wrestling that just made you laugh your ass off or cringe from some sort of like injury that went wrong? Hmm. Oh man. From specifically from an injury. Yeah. Just, just something, something that somebody attempted to do that you're like, man, that would have been really cool if it worked, but whoops. Damn, I don't know. I can't think of one right off the top of my head. You, you got one that uh, that's off the top of your head, man? Uh, just the one I saw in chat earlier with the Owen Hart thing, which was actually a very tragic incident. Yeah. And, you know, God bless Owen Hart and God rest his soul. But um, there, there were a number of things. You know, I'll just, okay, let's, let's lighten this up. Let's lighten it up a minute. Let's lighten it up. Uh, I think one of the funnier things, I, I believe it was Hulk Hogan that uh, accidentally grabbed a hold of Ric Flair's uh, tights and pulled him down, and Ric Flair gave the big old moonshot to the world. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Nice. <laughs> that was funny. Super that funny. was funny. Great. I love it. That's why I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, since, since you hit on wrestling, I'll leave you with my conspiracy theory. 
my conspiracy theory. I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. I'm just not, right? I think one person taught, if more than one person knows it, everybody's going to know it. So, see, I think that, so, like, Donald Trump, right? Like, who's his close buddies? You don't, I mean, he doesn't have any close friends. He doesn't trust anybody, which I don't blame him, right? So as much as I think sometimes he can be a clown, I think also, too, I don't blame him because he trusts nobody because everybody is going to rat on him or whatnot. And he's been called a racist, whatever, just over the past five years, blah, blah, blah. So I think his best friend, who's the one person in this world that can keep a secret? Vince McMahon. Yeah, And I think that, I think that, and I've never heard this from anybody. This is a total out like conspiracy theory, total guess, but I truly think that Vince McMahon, not dropping his name because everybody called him that you don't call him Mr. McMahon. Just Vince. I, I truly think that Vince played a role in a lot of that marketing that got him elected to be president. I really do. I think that also too, my guess is, is that, may have played the role of hammering him on Twitter when he probably should just went down in the White House basement and just shut up for a year. So that's my conspiracy theory that will come out that Vince and, and Donald Trump were like best talking every day. But who's going to say it? Trump's not going to say it, nor is Vince going to say anything. So we may never know. It's just a guess. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, there's there's definitely a relationship there from the past when uh, when Vince was looking for venues for, for wrestlers and, and President Trump opened up a lot of a lot of his venues for him. There's there's definitely a, a relationship there that oh, goes a long way. That's right. And they're both. I mean, and Vince is a great guy to work for. I, he's just. How do I say this? He's. I mean, he's a he's a tough. I mean, he's a hard worker. Head down, ass up. And if you cross him, it's his company. And if you cross him, you're gone. It's just the way it is. So be it. You may be you may be one hundred percent onto something there. Uh, either way, those two definitely know each other. They've worked together in the past. I mean, we, we've definitely seen Trump on the shows. And the, you know what? I I would not discount that at all. It's probably something we need to look at. And I think you might be onto something there. That's that's, that's a wife, good point. His wife was on the cabinet. I mean, yeah, uh, it's yeah. business. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, Vince is a great, I mean, Vince was a great guy to work for. He gave me a job for a couple of years, but he is a hard ass. And so, and so be, he grew a multi-billion dollar company, a publicly traded company. Pretty damn impressive. And Donald Trump, pretty damn impressive. You can get to be the president of the United States coming from his background. I don't care who you are. He was a non-politician that owed zero to nobody in D.C., and gave him all the middle finger, just like Vince has done in the sports entertainment world. Well, yeah, absolutely. And when you're talking about Vince McMahon, you're talking about a guy that when he's on the air, he's, he's a showman. But behind the scenes, he's a businessman. I mean, he took a business in, into the stratosphere. I mean, he took that into the stratosphere. And it just, what he did was amazing. And with with something that you know was was it, it, it's it's impressive what the athletes do, but ultimately it is a gimmick. And I think that that what he did, I mean, you can't you, you can't deny what he did. That's a, it, it, he did an amazing thing. My dog is barking in the background. I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 he's a great. He was, I mean, what a great company. He is a hard nosed workhorse, and so is Donald Trump. And they're both up four, four, three thirty every morning. They go to bed every night at eleven, and that's all they do is work. 
they're there to, uh, Vince was there to promote his company, further his company to the best of his ability. And so was Trump. I don't agree. I agree with every single one. And I've said this to both of y'all. I agree with Donald Trump's policies, his personality. I don't care for. I agree with Vince McMahon's work at worth ethic. You know, and I didn't get I, I, I gotta say that I agree with Vince McMahon's worth ec, worth ec, worth ethic, sorry. And one hundred percent I am behind Donald Trump, so take that for what you will, but I am one hundred percent behind Donald Trump. But I know these guys gotta get some more callers, but before I let them go, I wanted to let Mrs. Farmer say hi real quick. So say hi. Hi everyone. <laughs> and there's Mrs. Farmer. She's shy. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Farmer. Thanks for joining us here today. All right. You guys go ahead and take other calls. I just wanted to say hi real quick, and that was a great talk. And you know what? Yeah, Vince McMahon, great, you know, American businessman, and hopefully he's in line with Trump. And if he is, I support him 100%. And you guys go ahead and uh, have a good night. Great Thanks. talking to you all. I definitely appreciate the call, and I believe that was a premiere of Mrs. Farmer being live on air, so thank you for that as well. Great call, brother. Have a great night. That was a premiere, and much love, my brothers. Have a great night. You too. Take care, Cage Farmer. Thanks for joining us, and Mrs. Farmer joining us for today. Appreciate it big time. Uh, Definitely. uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) There's a lot of people that are like, I'm I'm not ever going on air. Don't stop asking me. I'm never going (laughs) to. She may have been a little timid, but she got on. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for joining us, bro. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Oh, good stuff, man. So it was fun, man. It was fun to hang out with you. Um, do me a favor and uh, just say, uh, hey, uh, we brought a bunch of listeners over to you from uh, from the Uncensored Aid podcast. We need to t- talk to Jack next time. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate it, man. And maybe we can find ways to to work, you know, uh, work, get, spread the word more for, for great guests and things like that, upcoming country music stars. Uh, find ways to work together in, in any way possible. I appreciate it big time, man. The uh, the website he's here, guys. Jacking around uh, the podcast dot com. Check him out with Jack Ingram. Uh, Matt does the uh, producing behind the scenes for him, and uh, you know make make sure that the show looks the way it does. We you guys all know how much fun that is. So uh, special thank you for for that. Also, uh, here is the uh, YouTube channel. You can check it out when you get time. Uh, and you can find them out on the podcast and other places as well. Uh, uh, check them out. Unforgettable experiences. Stop playing YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the freaking autoplay again. Anyways, that's the website there. There's where you can find them. So check that out. The link's there in the chat. And appreciate it. Uh, Matt, I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you kind of coming and hanging out with us and uh, telling the story about uh, what, you know, kind of how you helped me with motivation to 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 get uh, the podcast going and stuff. I mean, I, I, you know, that really means a lot to me, man. So I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you hanging out with us here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. This was fun. Hope, 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 hope to be back. Have me back anytime. I'm, 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 I'm always open. Awesome, Matt. Really appreciate it, man. It's been great talking to you. And, uh, and uh, it, it's I'm super jealous at the same time because I know you can run over and uh, give my sister and uh, my brother-in-law a hug. So I'm super jealous of that. Uh, I totally miss them. So I'm super jealous. But I'm glad you were here today, man. It's been a great conversation. Thank you for your time and look forward to talking to you more. Thank you. Y'all be good. Thank you for having me. Much love, Matt. Take care of yourself. We'll see you next time in the near future. All right. Thank you. All right, there you go, guys. Matt Pavano joining us. Uh, it was it was pretty fun to hang out with him, man. It was uh, 
you know, a, a discussion that we don't we don't normally always get to to kind of have that kind of perspectives with people and stuff. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, you know, here's the thing: we didn't we really didn't know anything, you know, prior to us doing the show uh, about them. So, um, you know, it turned out to be an absolute awesome conversation. Um, which, you know, of course, we knew uh, that anybody that comes along with us, it's going to be a fun ride. Um, so it, it was awesome to have him aboard. And like I said, I am super jealous. Uh, I know he can run over there and, and give my sister and my brother-in-law a hug, and I miss them too. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to, we'll definitely have to see how we can work together in the future. Maybe we can uh, throw each other some talent each other's ways. I would love to put him in touch with uh, Wes Cook and uh, Ben Blunt, man. I think that's a, that's a match made in heaven right there, if you ask me. Um, so we'll see, man. We'll see what we can do. Um, yeah, we miss you too, Don. Much love. Um, all right, let me uh, – let's see. We have a couple more calls here. I know some of them may, may have wanted to talk to Matt. I apologize for that. Uh, but we do have 817 live on air with us now. Uh, Matt had to run 817, but nonetheless, uh, can I get a name for you, please? Yeah, it's Mojo. I'm alive in Austin, Texas, barely. Mojo, are you good? <laughs> How you doing down there? Oh man, we're roughing it, man. I'm learning to glamp in my own house. <laughs> Mojo Rising. I was been thinking about you. How is it going? This is rough. I mean, we've had no internet since Sunday. Uh, we're on boil. We have rolling blackouts. Pull up. E. It's even affected Elon Musk. He lives in Austin. That's right. He, he just moved no there. Power. Yeah, he has no power. <laughs> oh, Joe shit. Rogan, all these podcasters on YouTube moved out to Lake Travis, and they're freezing their nuts off from California. <laughs> Welcome That's to Texas. unbelievable, guys. How, how are I'm you? I'm telling you. How are you Go surviving? Ahead. You got power? Are you having blackouts? You got a generator? Well, you know. Going? I listen to Q, and so I have storage. You know, I have a lot of food planned and everything. We're, we're good that way. Uh, it's just, you know, kicking on the generator, not kicking on the generator, doing all that bullshit. And uh, boiling the water. Thank God we found water today. It's like survival 101. It's it's like <laughs> I have never experienced this in my life. Actually, my life, never. And I'm not bad. My daughter's been in the same outfit in a hotel in downtown Austin with four cats. Okay. Mm. She, her, her friend, her boyfriend has two and she has two. <laughs> oh. They have no power, no water, all of South Austin, all our water mains have busted. All our, now it's affecting all the treatment plants. It, it's serious, guys. I mean, we can't, we can't go anymore. And uh, not to say human life has not been lost in this, but we're looking at our vegetation. None of these trees are going to come back. None of these. I've lost so many trees around my property. It's not even funny. Not funny. You know, Bloomberg had a had a couple of analysts on that were that were trying to let uh, investors know this morning that uh, this this is going to be a much bigger problem than people realize. They're talking about oil going up to eighty to ninety dollars a barrel because of this interruption. Yeah, and what what have I been preaching to you guys? I had no idea this was going to go, but I've been preaching buy oil. 
<laughs> but here's here's what I saw today. I saw because I live in the hill country. We have hills here, and so I saw petroleum uh, uh, propane trucks coming in with chains on them. Chains. So that's going to ruin the infrastructure of the roads here, you know, but thank God they're getting the heating oil out to these people. But watching these things spark with chains on them going, stay back. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, that I'm doesn't like, sound like a whole lot of fun. Take your chains off. No, I mean, this is nuts. It's just nuts. But, yeah, um, so are you we're any afraid kind of... that we're going to. Are you, Go ahead, Jeff. Are you, Sorry. Are you getting any kind of um, expectations about when it might come back to normal? <laughs> um, our hope is tomorrow we have to rescue our daughter. That's She's got to get out of that Hilton. They can't afford it. Okay. They're 30-something years old. So we're going to try to make it there to get them out of there and get – so we're looking at maybe Sunday. Sunday. Wow. And we've been in, so it's seven days of this. Wow. And it's supposed to 80% chance of snow right now, but the sun's out, which is bizarre. But there is something coming from the distance. So you guys tell us about the world. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. None of this makes sense about what's happening in Texas. Yes, it's freaking cold, but it's been cold down there before, and you you didn't have this this much of a power outage problem. This is this is uh, snowballing into something much bigger than just a uh, you know a few people uh, that that are co- had a couple cold nights. You know what I'm saying? This is this yeah, is causing no, some this major is problems. Bigger than that. I mean, bigger than that. We have no water. We have no heat. We, oh, and by the way, all the gas stations are out of fucking gas. Of course. Of course. Someone out there in chat, uh, Jazz Bar, said uh, they're doing this on purpose. Think dark winter. We saw this coming. We were warned. Yeah, I don't know. No, they, I know. Yeah, I this mean, doesn't have anything to do with dark winter. Whether or not it's purp- purposeful or not is another discussion on on how and when and why there's a there's a it's much more nuanced than just someone saying hey i got an idea let's just shut all the power down for texas and mexico there's something else here that's going on that does that just doesn't make sense it's the combination of what was talked about on red pill with regards to the weather manipulation theory that that is pretty interesting the the consequences of manipulating the weather and the unintended consequences combined with uh potential for maybe some nefarious activity uh, that we're not being told about right now, I think is is much right. more likely. This in, uh, and I I somehow got to get sometimes I get foxhole, just so you guys know. But when I called Sprint the other day, they said, "Oh my God, the lady was from Wisconsin answering the phone, and she said, I've never seen this many cell phone towers in distress. I didn't know cell phone towers went in distress, Abe.'" Yeah, basically it's you get the levels of of outages. You you get, you know, if you just lose a little bit of channels, then you get a, a, a you know, a, a green outage or whatever or a yellow outage and then if you get uh start to get much more problems with um the the connectivity issues, uh that can spread, you know, far and wide depending on how much power gets lost. The the, the cell sites themselves have backup power for up to about eight to sixteen right. hours, right. but the the connections between oh, sixteen. The, I didn't but, know that. 
Okay. Yeah, but Go the con- but the connections between the cell sites and repeaters, for instance, like if you if you have a, a a cell phone or excuse me a landline signal that goes from point A to point B, there's repeaters that are in line that have power that have to stay in power for the lines to get for the voice call to get from point A to point B. That's a, a simplified scenario. A relay but, system. Got yeah, it. but okay. picture that on, on a bigger scale citywide where you yeah. would lose those repeaters that would cause major problems. So there's different levels of, of the problem that can be definitely be bigger problems than normal. So you're having problems with, uh, with, uh, voice connectivity and, uh, data connectivity on cell sites. Everything, as well? everything, everything, everything. We, I mean, we're and my daughters, my neighbors have been texting me and we've got an 82 year old on the hillside. So oh, in, by the way, I got to tell you a good D story. So I go to the grocery store to wait two and a half hours to get in to buy nothing. <laughs> so there's nothing on the shelves. Okay. So then my husband wow. takes some people. Um, they lost their keys in their car at the gas station. Their car locked up and they had a fob and it wouldn't unlock. It was crazy. Wow. And so we get in the car. I get in the car and I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> you know? So we go and do a good deed, and we've been looking for firewood because we burned uh, a, a half a core of wood already. And so <laughs> we drop these people off, and they have firewood. <laughs> wow. There you but go. they load us up with firewood to go home with. So, Mojo, let me so ask you no, a question. What, mm-hmm. what do you want from – your senators, your mayors, your your representatives, uh, the governor and or the president, what what can okay. be done to help you guys? First off, we need to get rid of who's managing our our power. Second off, why are we sending any oil and gas out of this area? And third off, I, I've had friends. We we have literal wells in our typical areas. Why can't that well feed that neighborhood? Regardless is oil and gas, why move it? Why not just, 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 you know, if it's gas, you can just flow it. Does that make sense? So, I mean, there is several things that I think there's going to be a civil war in Texas over this shit. Because you think we're just going to forget about this and go home and and tomorrow turn on the TV? This ain't over. Everybody in the chat rooms, every neighbor I'm talking to, everybody's getting involved this time. This is bullshit. Something has been mismanaged in this state for years. It's just not, it's not inherited by the governor. The governor, you know, he's a bushy. I always knew he was a bushy. I never trust him or Corden and that son of a bitch, Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. And I hope you get sunburned today. I mean, what are you doing in Cancun? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in Texas right now. I'll put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) If I, if I was there and I could get the fuck out, that's what I do too. I mean, Seriously. I mean, I realize the optics of that isn't good, but yeah, I hear you. All right, Mojo, I appreciate it. Any last thoughts before we grab a yeah, couple yeah, yeah. of last callers here? No, no, much love. Sorry, guys. I ran it on that one. I'm no, good. you're fine. Love you. Stay in touch, that. please. Let us know what's, what's going on. But we're just freezing, but we'll make it through it. <laughs> good, night. good night, boy. All right. Love you, much Mojo. Much love, Mojo. Appreciate the call.
Stay warm. All right. Bye, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, we have three. One, one last caller, guys. I'm going to go ahead and uh, and put up the uh, last call for, for this one here as we're getting close to the top of the hour. 304, you're live on air with uh, my bro Joe, Average Joe Patriot, and I. Can I get a name, please? Hey, this is Dad Crab. How are y'all? Daddy Crab, God bless you. How are you? God bless you. Good to hear from you. <laughs> How are you today? Hey, uh, oh, I'm doing good. Just uh, just had another snowstorm blow in, so uh, just trying to get through it. Down here in West Virginia. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, we had we had, we had a quick dusting here today, um, uh, and then we're looking like Thursday. Excuse me, uh, Sunday. We're back into the 30s finally. So I cannot wait for 30s to hit us here. It's gonna feel like spring. Yeah, we've had. Yeah, pretty much most of February has been snow and bad weather. You know, the snow doesn't have a chance to melt off, and then it just snows again. And now we're having we're having rain and ice tonight, so hopefully our power will, uh, will stay on. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, I just wanted to, um, if you don't mind, talk about Rush Limbaugh for a moment. Yes, please. I would love to hear your thoughts on him. Well... Uh, it was probably about in 1995 I started listening to Rush Limbaugh. You know, and he was kind of kind of my first introduction into the red pill um, red pill movement, if you, if you will, if that's what we can call it. But you know, the, what I heard about his passing yesterday, I got a visceral reaction. I didn't have tears and all of that, but I did have a visceral reaction because I felt bad. You know, I felt bad for what the man was going through. You know, and cancer, it's its a, its a no joke, you know, especially the type of cancer he had. So, but, you know, the thing that I think what he, what he was able to do, you know, and you fast forward to right now, 2021, and all of the people that are like yourself, you started a channel, uh, Joe is with you, Big Joe. And, um, I mean, look what you guys are doing. And, and what's phenomenal about what you all are doing is you're taking it the next step. The next step is digging deep, digging deep into what's really going on in this country and the world. Whereas Rush Limbaugh, you know, the Mark Levin, the Sean Hannity's and all these, these guys, in, in a sense, they are controlled media. You know, they can only say so much without getting in trouble or getting, you know, their sponsors leaving them and all of that kind of stuff. So it's really evolved, you know, the podcast and the shows like you have and, you know, the other people that have shows as well. And, uh, and, and that's that's really a phenomenon. What's what's going on? And you know, so you know, your show is 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 really good in what you're doing. And uh, you know, it's a good thing. I appreciate that, Daddy Crab. It's um, you know, Rush Limbaugh is somebody who. You know, when when I was in the the rat race, somebody I would just not miss every single day. If I I used to pretty much have a, a corporate desk job, so I'd turn him on every day and just tune out the, you know, and get to work and um. You know, like I like I talked about uh, yesterday. One of the things that I love about him is is 
the way that he exposed hypocrisy and the left's tactics better than better than the left knew their own tactics. I think the left would tune into him to understand why the the, the puppet strings are being pulled. Um, I I hope to in some ways try to keep that that um, that idea alive and continue to expose the left's hypocrisy and tactics. Yeah, he seriously built a good foundation, you know, for others to follow. But uh, just one more thing, but I'll let you go because I know time is time is of the essence here. But there was a lady that called you a couple of weeks ago. She was kind of teasing you about your hair, and she said she liked to do you know do a cut and put highlights in it. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, they and, had fun with me that do, day. And, right, and do a perm. Well, when she mentioned the word perm. The one thing that I the, I was thinking of a person, and that was Bob Ross. <laughs> you know Bob Ross. Oh yeah. Make make friends with the so, tree. So, right. So so what I was thinking was, you know, old Abe here could get him a Bob Ross haircut. <laughs> I am totally down it, to see that, Daddy Crab. I am totally down to see if that. If I could get my hair to do an afro and get, and you guys can call me Big Perm instead of Big Worm, I, I, if I could do that, I would definitely do that. Yeah, and you know the the history on that was is he got his hair perm because he was trying to save money on getting haircuts. He says he figured if he permed it, you know, he could just let it grow and grow, and it wouldn't be so bad because it kind of be under control. And he said that when he uh, started doing artwork, you know, his paintings and stuff on TV, he really didn't like the hair, but he kept it. It became a trademark. And so that's kind of a little history on that. But, yeah, I just wanted to throw that at you, you know, just kind of as a little, you know, a little, little joke. You know, <laughs> I appreciate you, Daddy about. Thank you very much, my friend. Yeah, man. I, I hope to hear from you yes, some more in the near future, man. Okay, bud. Hey, you take care. Take care, Thank Joe. Thank you. Yep, thank you so much, Daddy Crab. And I wasn't ignoring you when yes, you sir. called in. My uh, my Zoom actually cut out on me completely, so I wasn't ignoring you when you first called. And I'm going to go back and listen to what you said. But thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it very much. Uh, already at the top of the hour, one minute left, guys. Appreciate it very much. Joe's got a bunch of uh, news news items that we'll probably try to get to tomorrow. We're going to have to move faster through those. That's all there is to it. Uh, there's a happy little accident over here, indeed. Make friends with a tree. Make a happy little cloud over here. Yes, I think I could pull that off quite well just call me big perm all right bro last thoughts before we let you go uh no just another great show man matt was awesome uh i look forward to hopefully uh spending more time with him in the future don't forget tonight we are going to be on with neo and the patriot powwow i just dropped uh the d live link in d live do you have the link uh for foxhole because i'm not on there right now uh but hopefully uh we'll drop the link in foxhole for you guys just n-e- Y-Y-O, join us tonight on Patriot Pow Wow, 8 o'clock. Yeah, looking forward to that, to hanging out with Neil and uh, Patriot Pow Wow. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern tonight, we'll be up uh, with those guys for the night. It'll be fun, another just chill discussion. Uh, looking forward to that for sure. So see you guys in a few hours. With that, I want to say much love, and God bless you all. Don't forget the website, uncensoredave.com. I'll be updating that as soon as I get time with the with today's podcast, as well as uh, some of the most most important news items of the day. Thank you for joining us. Uh, 8 Eastern tonight. Check out the foxhole.app. You'll see us live on Neo's channel. And, uh, 8 Central. It's 8 Central. 8 Central. Excuse me. 8 Central, 9 Eastern. 8 Central, 9 Eastern. Go. So we'll see you guys then. Much love. God bless you all. We'll see you guys very soon. Thank you.
There is a point beyond which they must not advance.